It's the latest edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. This time I get a chance to talk with John Norris from Starline, and he talks about what it's like to be on the Power 50 and what's going on with promo standards. Hey there, and welcome to a brand new edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. I am your host, Kirby Hossman, and joining me today is a new member of the Power 50 and a good buddy of mine, a repeat guest. Hey, he is the VP of Operations at Starline. John Norris, thanks so much for joining me. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. How the hell are you? Good, good. It's, uh, as you might be able to see behind me, living the dream in snowy Buffalo in November. So, uh, I go say I would say it can't get any better, but it could get a lot better than this. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Here, here we are. Here we are. So you have uh, one of the things I've noticed is you've become sort of one of the voices of the new promo standards movement in the promotional products industry, and it seems like that movement has some momentum. I mean, we've been talking about it for a little while, but I feel like each time I hear about it now, more and more people seem like they're adopting it and things are happening. So how do you see it going, and can you give us any updates on that project? Yeah, it's going awesome right now. We have, uh, like you said, we have a ton of momentum. Um, and it's funny you use the word project. So we've actually transitioned from project to an organization. So mm -hmm. Promo Sanders today is a 501c6. We're official not-for-profit. Um, we have a board and starting next month, we will start onboarding membership. Mm -hmm. So we need ways to fund the organization to be able to drive uh, technology changes. Uh, there's, there's a lot that goes into making the standardization happen. So that's the formalization side. From the adoption side, we're seeing, I think last year we had over 100% growth. So for the last three years, we've been over 100% growth of adoption within the industry. Uh, that comes from both suppliers, distributors, and the service provider community has really been behind this in the last few, probably this past year, they've really gotten on board. So the you know, the common skews of the world are super behind it. Um, the performers of the world are really behind it. It's, a, it's getting those organizations on board who can go from, you know, one organization to 500 distributors or, you know, 400 distributors instantly. That's where we're seeing a lot of the growth. And they, they bring along a lot of challenges because of the scale that they bring, but it's amazing. For example, just this past 24 hours, I just looked at our stats. We've exchanged promo standards data with 400 different distributors in the last 24 hours. So a lot of that comes through. You know, that would have been phone calls. Those would have been customers calling us for order status information, inventory, product data. So this is no longer a quote-unquote project. This is a, it's a real deal, and uh, it's exciting. Uh, you know, it's good to have a official board. We have bylaws. It's good to have rules in place, and now it allows us to tackle the industry's challenges uh, from a technology standpoint. So, you know, the product data sucks. It, it, our industry has always been horrible with product data. We just released a new product data standard uh, last month, and that's that's starting to get adoption. It's just, it's, you know, those slow changes. It, it's tough for our industry to adopt uh, at high rates, but, you know, when they do, we see instant ROI, so it's great. So when you said you in the last 24 hours, 400 uh, requests or whatever, was that across promo standards or was that at Starline? That's Starline. So yeah. Starline, Starline has exchanged 
standardized promo standards data with 400 different distributors in the last 24 hours. That's that. I mean, it was impressive anyway, but then it occurred to me after you started talking, I'm like, he's just talking about Starlight. Yeah, it's real. I mean, exactly. And we will do probably 25 million data exchanges this year with promo standards. So it's not like we're just, you know, one person's asking for an inventory of this particular mug. This is, you know, e-commerce providers every 15 minutes pulling down real-time inventory across my entire product line. I mean, this is the scale of how of how it's grown has become more than what I thought it would be. And yeah. we're only eight years into this. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations on the progress so far. Um, so speaking of congratulations, they're in order because you were just named to the power 50 in our industry. Um, how do you think... I, I, I'm always curious about these lists, and I, I've, I ask these que- this question a lot because I'm curious to know how each person sort of feels about it. So when it comes to a supplier, how do you think that being recognized on a list like that affects your business? Well, let's start off. So I was five spots behind Jeff Bezos, right? The guy who's worth <laughs> $200 billion. Um, so let's just put this in perspective. Um, no, I, how do, as a supplier, look, I'm a disciple for the Starline brand, right? Yeah. I get out there and preach the message. I happen to preach it from a technology first integration uh, production capability standpoint. But, you know, I don't think it's it's really not a testament to me, John Norris. I think it's a testament to um, the opportunity that our organization has given me. Mm-hmm. You know, they allow me to go out and you know, go to all these crazy conferences to uh, participate in some of these projects that are out there. So I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I think obviously any good news uh, for John Norris is also good news for the organization. So the more that I can get out there and, you know, drive brand awareness, drive our message, whether it be through some sort of PPI recognition, ASI recognition, just the more the merrier. It's, uh, It's cool. Yeah, I actually, I mean, especially from a, and I guess it, for each side of the business, it relates, but I always think, oh man, I think that this sort of recognition makes a ton of sense for a supplier. And so I was, I was tickled for you. So congrats. Thanks, um, man. So I always like to ask you, because uh, even when we're doing the show or when we're not doing the show, I, was, I like to ask you to look into the crystal ball. So as we look into 2020, so this is literally right around the corner, what trends in tech or otherwise do you see coming? All right, so unfortunately, uh, blockchain is not going to affect us yet. We're okay. not there yet, so we can just cross that one off the list for 2020. Okay. It's going to affect like the finance, but promo, it's not, it's, it's not going to shatter our world yet. So okay. um, I think a big thing that, and I saw this at the ASI Power Summit, cybersecurity has become a huge deal in our industry. Uh, you saw what happened to Alpha Broder about right. a month ago. Um, these things... It's not a something you can passively just hope they aren't targeting promo industries. You know, they have the largest suppliers in our industry in the last two years have been affected by this. So I, it's not a cool trend to be on top of. But I think you're going to see more and more suppliers, distributors, service providers getting a very uh, more aggressive approach with cybersecurity in terms of authentication. Uh, which on the consumer side, it's great in terms of uh, privacy. You know the the whole GDPR in Europe, the right to be forgotten. That concept, I think, will will kind of trickle down to the end buyer. But I think our industry itself really needs to up their cybersecurity presence. I know internally here at Starline, we're pushing towards a dual factor authentication. You know, by either um, dual factor with your phone or using a tokenized. You know, we have USB keys. So it's you now we're trying to do everything we can to 
kind of make sure that we're not going to jeopardize our business. And, you know, a few other things, uh, supply chain automation, right, that's just going to keep driving. Uh, Promo standards is going to drive a, a lot of that. But, you know, you're seeing people trying to automate all sorts of steps along the supply chain from China all the way to the end buyer. So I think those are the two big ones. Um, you know, technology is going to keep rearing its head. It's going to keep, it's not going away, right? Yeah. The internet's not dead. Um, you know, I think we'll still see some consolidation, squeezing of the middleman. Yeah. You're always going to have the, I think the bigger going to get bigger and the smaller are going to stay around because they serve a very important need to our industry, you know, with terms of reach and how they get to their localized communities. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. I, you know, I heard uh, Paul Bellantone say it, and then I heard a bunch of other people echo it, that that uh, change is happening at the slowest time right now that it's going to happen. You know, it's like as fast as change is happening right now yep. is as slow as it's ever going to be changing. And so that's kind of crazy. Um, okay, cool, man. You've answered my three questions. I give everybody a chance to ask me one question. Do you have one for me? Yeah, so... I was in San Diego at the ASI Power Summit, and there was a speaker from the UK. She represents this like UN of promotional products. I didn't even know that was a thing. It was pretty cool. Uh, it has some long acronym, but uh, one of the things she talked about that was becoming very important to younger generations is the concept of sustainability. And she actually posed this as this is going to be a large threat for our industry moving forward. Right? We love to sell garbage, not garbage, <laughs> trinkets. So you know, lower value things that sometimes, unfortunately, is sold to the wrong uh, person just ends up in the garbage. So I guess my question is to you is how, knowing that the younger generations are demanding this and it's going to be a wave, how do you see the promotional products industry and sustainability coexisting? And what are some things that we can do better as an industry to push sustainability and, and push that message all the way down to the younger consumer? Yeah, I think the idea that the end buyer is asking for it is going to be the biggest driver of change because I think the people who are selling cheap plastic crap are going to continue doing it because that's what they know. Um, I think the rest of us who hopefully are trying to be a little bit more of the conscious uh, conscience of the of the industry and sort of marketing. I mean, I, I will tell you, I have sort of taken the the mantra of, uh, as our company and as my you know, as an individual salesperson, I'm like, I don't want to show things that I'm embarrassed about anymore. Um, and so it's a, just a part of our conversation is like, you know, and I don't know that I'm talking as much about sustainability as I am talking about from a marketing consultant saying, look, this is the, the, the product that your brand is going on. And so by doing it that way, that's really changed. I think sort of, I, I, my guess is, and I haven't looked at this, but my guess is if you look at the um, price per item that we've sold over the last several years, it's gone up substantially because that's what we're showing. We are making an active um, point to show, you know, high quality vacuum sealed <laughs> Starline tumblers. Um, but, but all joking aside, it's like I'm pushing people away from that based on the conversation and the idea that the end buyers driving that conversation actually makes it easier in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a real risk that, you know, we is our concept of sustainability as well as stop selling cotton totes and go to these reusable recycled material. I don't know if that's still, which right. still ends up in the landfill. Right. So I, it's just an interesting, you know, it was, she was very convinced that this was going to be one of the largest threats to the industry mm. moving forward. And it's, I think it's important that, you know, people start, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but sure. I just, I think in five years we're going to wake up and it's going to be an interesting world as the 
like you said, the empire start to flip to the younger generations as they, it's already happening. Yeah, and again, that younger generation is going to drive that conversation. And so, I, I, to me, I'm actually excited about that. I know that sounds yeah, weird, I think but but I think I don't know that it, it takes out the industry. I think it takes out a segment of the industry. Cool. All right, my man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Again, congratulations on the Power 50, and we'll have to do it again sometime, okay? All right. Thanks, Kirby. Cool. That's going to wrap up this edition of Delivering Marketing Joy. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 